Welcome to Toast in the Morning. It is now time to put on your big boy pants. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Here we are for a monumental, huge, monumental episode of Toast in the Morning. This is also just the case. Speak a little bit this way. We're nice and clear. You don't have to get close, right? Actually. Okay. But we're back in. But we haven't been back in person since like December. I, I, I think it was like January. But we're still on Zoom. Shout out Zoom. Show us a sponsorship. But Love Zoom. We're still recording through you guys. We're in person. We are in person. You guys probably forgot. You know. We got a great dynamic in person. We missed out on this a lot. Now you're gonna actually see us yelling at each other's faces over some of the takes. Exactly. We got a little physical. I can just right there, <laughs> just clock you right in the face. But it's been some time. It's been we, some time. you know, we've spent the last. You haven't seen us for about two weeks. Spent a lot of time, cra- you know, honing our craft, developing the studio here. As you can see, we're gonna get some decorations. You know, let us know what you'd like to see. I'm thinking a nice, big-ass Daniel Jones poster in the middle. Maybe a little Aaron Judge to one side, and then Kevin Durant on the other side. And shout-out to KD and Lana Rose. But I think this this setup is only for one person. No, it, no, I'm kidding. We'll have, like, a – we'll figure it out. Yeah. But it'll be sick. It'll be dope. Might get a green screen mixed in here. Coming. But now – I really want to. Get uh, how, how about how about you like slowly like well because you're like. Talk about let's talk about the Nets. I didn't even say the Nets. I was gonna say NBA, but I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, okay, okay. Brooklyn Nets in four. We but we'll get to that. We'll get to that series in a little bit. Yeah. We all knew they were gonna win in the first series against the Celtics. The question is. If they were going to sweep them, they won in five. I'll take it. We move on. It's the, the gentleman's only, sweep. The, exactly. They only won one game because Tatum put up 50-something. You know, he wasn't going to do that again. So be it. Tatum is going to be a future star, though. Tatum is going to be a top five player in the league going into the future. He's a scorer. He can do it all. He's an animal. Yeah, oh, I, I don't disagree with that. He's kind of a beast. But one of the biggest things was that Mavs Clipper series that we're real excited on earlier on. You know, the biggest meme out of that came when, you know, what the hell's going on with Kristaps Porzingis? Like, that was supposed to be the number two guy, but he kind of disappeared. Luca was doing it all himself. They lose in, what, seven games. Kawhi is having one of the best playoffs, like, of his career. I mean, the man's shooting 60-something percent on 33 points per game in that series. The last person to do that was, like, Shaq. And you want to know the difference? Shaq was shooting it from four feet out, and Kawhi shooting the ball from 15 feet out. That's unreal. Shooting 60-something percent like that from that far, that efficiently, it's never been done. Never been done. Never been done. But you know what's crazy? If it was anybody other than Kawhi who's so quiet, people would be going insane. If this was Dame, this was Jimmy Butler – this is one of those guys that are very vocal. The league would be going crazy. You see a million posts on House of Highlights and Bleacher Report about it. You know, Kawhi keeps to himself, and it's it's very humble about it. You don't see too much of how well Kawhi is doing. You know, like kind of after they lost that series last year to the Nuggets, after Kawhi had one of the best postseason runs ever with the Raptors, we kind of like forgot who Kawhi was. You know, there's like a stint of comments where people are like, this is the best player in the world, and we forgot about him. Like he disappeared off the face of the earth. That's true. 
Yeah, because I remember when he was a free agent, it was like, okay, where is he going next? And then he signs with the Clippers. And it's like, okay. You know, and then obviously that the pandemic P took over in the postseason last year. Yeah, disappointing run in the playoffs last year. And then we're like, okay. And then they they were down 3-2 in the series. So, yeah. I think if they lose in this postseason, he's out of out of uh, LA. I can see him packing up and going to like Portland. Why? Well, obviously one. So like we're not. We're not well, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying though, like if they like lose this series right now to who they're playing again. Oh, it's Denver uh, Phoenix and I, then the Jazz. Thank you. Tough series. Jazz is a real good team. Donovan Mitchell back, but if Kawhi consistently does what he does, especially if he starts taking over games, this would be like a six, seven game series. It's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one. But I still say my most favorite team to watch right now outside of my nets is Atlanta. Because Trey Young is electric to watch. You see how they dismantled the Knicks and eliminated Julius Randle. Now you go out and they're facing the 76ers, right? At first, people were like, oh, they're going to obliterate them. Sixers defense is too good. Trey Young made minced meat out of the Sixers defense game one. So game one, they're yeah. going to it's like, oh, this great defensive team. Trey Young goes pure assist mode right out the gate. Finding people that are open, and now he's dicing through the lane, getting those floaters off that he's very well known for, and then knocking down 35-footers. And he's becoming virtually unguardable. He's having a phenomenal postseason run. Yeah, it's probably like the first time people have talked about Trey Young since, like, his run, like his senior year of, in college, because that was a real hype when he had. He was still he had a real good rookie year. He was in the conversation with Luca at the end. He had a great second half of his rookie year, but he's really coming to his own. Like he proved that he can take a team by himself. That he can be the number one option. Yeah, for sure. And he's he's like that alpha. Yeah, I like it's like like it's like the villain superstar. Like you watch him against the Knicks. He loves getting booed. Not too many people could take that in Madison Square Garden the most terrifying arena in the world and just eat it for breakfast in the most terrifying city. That's a, and his face. He would, style. I love that clip. I want to get a poster that honestly be a dope poster. It's like all those fans booing and chanting at him. He's just smiling into the crowd. He's I know just, you would like that. I love it. And it would be, so I want to see them beat the Sixers. I hate the Sixers. Well, who does, well, who likes Philly? That's like, what I'm saying. I hate Philadelphia. Philly. I'm a Nets fan. I hate the 76ers. Like respect the hell of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. I hate Ben Simmons slander because people, you know, don't appreciate how great of a talent he is. But I want to see them lose. I want if they lose in five, I'm the, it'll make my entire year. I'd like to see that too. But moving into the Nets. Oh yes, the Nets. Actually, no. Give me your statement. What do you think about the Sixers? Give me your breakdown on that. Bumped you a little bit. You're fine. Yeah. Ow. But give me your rundown. What's going on with the Wizards? Where do you go next year? What happened? We talked about this a little bit the last time. Yeah, but, you we know. did. Well, I was hoping for a coaching change, front office change, a, a huge clear clear out. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're getting that. We're not getting that. You know some rumors I saw, though? What? We're trading Porzingis. Bertans to get Porzingis. Sure. We trade what? We exchange Latvians, and I guess one is – I take Porzingis over Bertans I, I, any day of the week. I would, obviously. but obviously, The contract concerns you? Injuries. It's more just the injuries. And also, it's just like the thing is, and I saw a comment. I saw something on Twitter. It was like 
what was the purpose of the Westbrook trade? It's kind of like the whole trade. It, it now we're in like this middle ground. Middle ground. We're in the worst spot. We are just fine. And I said it before in previous episodes. You know, yes, Westbrook had a great season, and he was a huge part. Him and Beal. And that tail end of the season when we got hot and we were the, the hottest team in the, in the league, and you know we walked past uh, in uh, Indiana in the playing game. But that series against the 76ers was an absolute disappointment. I expected so much better. I expected them to put up a better fight, and they did not. And now we're in this weird position. Now it's like okay, now we're picking the mid. Uh, fucking mid in the middle of the draft, where I, 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 don't, I don't trust do the development. You double here. down and try and get Porzingis, try and bring in some other solid role pieces and make a push. But I haven't seen anything from Porzingis recently that can that he can say, okay, he can stay healthy. But you know what? Some people are talking about in that interview they had recently in that game, it was the game six, I think, of that series. Uh, one of the sideline reporters was interviewing the head coach for the Mavericks, and he was saying, like, he was very glad that Porzingis accepted the role that was given to him as more of a role guy. And I think they're not letting Porzingis be that big man because a lot of times he's getting out-rebounded by guards in terms of, like, number-wise. not like he's physically getting out-rebounded by guards. He's a very been a, been a spot-up shooter, not posting up and getting in the lane. Do you think that's more of a coaching issue? Maybe they're telling him to do this. They're yeah. trying to make Luca a pure guy and having Porzingis to the side to catch and shoot. Well, I think that's what well, that's what Porzingis also does well is just catch and shoot. He can shoot. So the, he he was all well. I'm saying at seven three, he can be. Well, yeah, obviously, but yeah, I'm saying well, he I, can I, be in the post, putting some hook shots. He can definitely do that. What I, are you gonna I, have? I look. I think it's just the health thing concerns. Maybe they don't want him to do too much. Where you know he just goes up for a rebound and he collapses, lands awkwardly, and then tears an Achilles or something. That's a guy I met back in there. You remember the, that photo when I met Porzingis when he was on the Knicks? You did do that, didn't you? I you did, did do that. Yeah, you did. No, you you did, did do that. He, like you, like you, seven three doesn't sound as big as it is until you see seven three. That man is huge. Like he had knocked through doorways, all gangly. That's when he was at his skinny. So he put on some weight since then, but still, he was real skinny. It was, I think, his second year in New York. Yeah. Listen, like the Wizards are now. You're going to hear all this Bradley Beal trade talk and. When they trade him, it's like you're you're irrelevant now for the next decade. But the like thing is, not, though, why not double down and say bring in Porzingis? You look possibly this. You look at Kawhi, probably not going to get Kawhi. No. Okay. You look at getting Porzingis. Avdia maybe develops. Hachimura maybe develops. I hope. I hope. Like I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic. Because Avdia had a lot of highs. Like he has a lot of aspects to his game where people aren't sure. But he's a boomer bust guy. He's you know obviously not with the guys like Porzingis and Luca having success coming from Europe. You're expecting he played in Israel, correct? Or yes. Yeah. Yeah, he did. We'll see. Look, the, the Wizards are in, like, the worst spot. I have a couple of his possible. rookie cards, so if he goes boom, I'd be thrilled. Uh, look at that. Whatever. The Wizards are the Wizards. It's it's going to be the same old crap with coaching and ownership. And, man, I wish we could fire owners. I wish we could fire them. They're in a... Uh, you know, how about we go into positive for you, you know, the, the Nets. Look at Look at the Nets, you know. So inspirational. 
James Harden gets me nervous, though. Like, he has a hamstring injury, which people are saying probably, like, it makes sense that it's caused by the pandemic, right? You, you had a bit of an off time, didn't play as much, put on a little weight. Now he's going, you haven't seen him put this much effort for a while out of James Harden, right? He's going full speed. That doesn't know how those hamstring injuries happen. So what do you do? You rest him now. If, honestly, I don't even play him game three. You're up 2-0. Don't let him play game three. We win that, don't play the series. No. You got Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant and Kyrie are combined. They're putting like 30, 40 points each every single night. Joe Harris is the most slept-on guy on that roster, the third-best shooter in the NBA behind Clay and Steph. We're fine. Blake Griffin has been – did you can't post-stars Giannis? No, I don't care. He like it's like uh, you ever seen that one where it's the guy that gets out of the wheelchair and starts dancing? People have been putting that on. That's Blake Griffin. As soon as he left Detroit, the springs came back. He's been throwing the ball down. He's a perfect role guy. He, he definitely just was like, ah, well. But I was saying though, this is the perfect role for him. Yeah, well, I would think so. With at his age, and he can't do the things that he used to. But the thing is, though, he still can do it. Not to that level, well, yeah. but he's still throwing the ball down. He still can pat. Like, we still have enough pieces to win. Let's say even if we didn't have James Harden, this team could win a chip. Well, yeah. So we, 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 have KD, and we have KD and Kyrie. You should, you should be fine. And throw back the clip. I said this was the team I was the most scared of. We could roll it, run it back. I could pull it up. You remember me saying Milwaukee's team I'm the most afraid of, even more than Phoenix, more than Utah. Because that team is a, a very elite defensively and can score the ball, but they've been shutting them down, and the Nets keep scoring. It's been, I I'm amazed. I didn't expect to do this fashion. They won by 39 last game. That was Ooh, yesterday. Yeah. You like you said, like imagine the over under on that. How do you take? Imagine 39 points. No one could have guessed that. No one. Like they're no just one. a steamrolling team. I don't think the Nets would have just routed them. But now this brings up the conversation similar to last year. Can Giannis be your number one to win a championship? I think he could be your one. I just think it's, once again... Who's your two through, et cetera. Exactly. And I think it's kind of like the same issue with like Westbrook, where sometimes he does a little too much. And I don't think to that same level, though, well, because he's not, he, he's not shooting. Giannis well, is very efficient. Yes, I see he's more efficient than Westbrook because of his size and length. Giannis is one of the most efficient players since like Shaq. Absolutely, I agree. It's what it's also sometimes when you're in that center. And look, I, I think he can. He he's the number. He's the number one mm-hmm. without a doubt. Without a doubt. But it's also you know if you have the guys that he can trust to dish the ball out instead of just he's always constantly having the ball in his hands. I want to pull up that segment, though, from, like, episode two when I kept saying I think the best player to have in Milwaukee is Bradley Beal. I just always see him and Giannis' game blending well. Well, if that's the case, I hope the Wizards get everything. They would not. Now it's too late. Now well, they already well, invested well, yeah, in Drew Holiday. Well, yeah, and obviously there's, like, where's you're going to find that trade package, but that's – we already talked about it's, that. So. It's similar to like a career path where Kawhi had. Kawhi couldn't shoot the ball either. It was more of a slasher and an inside score at the beginning of his career and a great lockdown defender. But he was able to piece together that mid-range game and a little bit of a three-point game where it's serviceable. Now he's knocking down anything in the mid-range as soon as he can't slash. And it's coming to fruition. He's one of the most elite scoring. Not, not even scores. Most of the, one of the most elite players in the league. One of the best postseason players ever. That's yeah. all you need. You need at least a mid-range shot. That's yeah, true. That's true. 
Yeah. Like DeMar DeRozan had the, at least that had that mid range turnaround that he was able to hit nine out of 10 times. DeMar DeRozan. He's one of the most stuff guys ever. Like LeBron prevented him from being an all time great. What do you mean? They were the one seed like three years in a row that that's, right. that's not seen. Right, 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 right. They right. swept them, I think, yeah. two years in a row. And they like, Dwayne Casey got fired. That's that's true. That I like he about prevented that. DeMar DeRozan's like he single-handedly killed his legacy. He shut them out of Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy, right? Crazy. Like, where's like DeMar DeRozan could be one of those like generational guys we look at. It's kind of like in the same way Jordan you know, stifled a lot of careers himself, too. Yeah. Malone and Stockton, they never want to chip. T-Mac, forget T-Mac. T-Mac was you know, too many injuries. You know, the bat, the Pistons. A lot of teams. Well, I mean, well, did the Pistons win I, one year? They still want to chip. I'm saying the same level. they could have done a lot more. Oh, yeah, that's true. Eh. 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 Eh, who knows? Who Knows, but what else? But then the Lakers too. What do you, oh, like? Yeah. We, what's the going Lakers. on? What happened with them? Just got. I think it, what, what it was they. Yeah. I mean, oh, LeBron God. couldn't do a like the the lane was too clogged. LeBron couldn't slash because and then they were they were daring the Lakers to shoot threes. They were missing everything. Nobody hit a single outside shot for the Lakers, and then they just clogged the paint. It was like our old like us in the beginning of two K when we had a team of slashers. We were terrible. They would sit in the paint and they would dare us to shoot shots. Oh, we that's what it looked like. We were like, like LeBron couldn't do it terrible. himself. Like as much as uh, people like to hate on LeBron, nobody performed around him. No one. And look, it would have benefited if he had AD. Unfortunately, AD once again just couldn't stay healthy. Again. And I bet you how frustrating that is for LeBron. Obviously, that RDC World video probably makes the most sense. That was a good clip. You've seen a lot of bubble guppy slander. Yeah, like, uh, and who knows? Uh, that It could cost Frank Vogel's job, maybe. Uh, I think that into everybody in that building, except for, like, Caruso. Yeah, pretty much uh, everyone has got – Gasol is going to go. Schroeder yeah. already turned down that contract. He might go, but I think LeBron likes him. So we'll see. Yeah. Montrez Harrell probably gone. You know, you know what talks we're going to start seeing? LeBron wanting Dame. Oh, my God. Well, like, what package are you going to get for that? LeBron would tell them to trade everything in the house to get Damian Laird. Well, they, they, they did do, do that for AD. They did trade pretty much all the young guys for him. They, they did They'll do, do it again. They they would do that again, wouldn't they? Damian Lillard's worth it too. Well, yeah, Damian Lillard. You Damian saw Lillard. him. You saw, you saw him lose, put a fifty-five. CJ McCollum just embarrassing. I saw, I saw Bradley Beal did that like this year. He dropped like 50, 55 points. So lost. This is different than double overtime. Dame is this. Well, what, they did it regularly. Dame regulation. might be the most like clutch guy. Yeah. Probably the coach. So hopefully it's a star or something. Maybe. See that he uh, he wanted Jason Kidd for the job, and Jason Kidd immediately pulled out of the race for the Portland head coaching job. He didn't want it anymore. Really? After Dame endorsed him, I guess he doesn't want. Maybe he feels like he'll be like Dame's like second guy. You know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't want to be brought in by a star just to be the second to guy to the star because he wants to be the head coach, right? You know, it's something. It's got to be something like that. 
That's interesting. That's interesting. You don't see that too often. You definitely don't see it too often, especially from Jason Kidd, because I thought there was going to be when he was brought in as the associate head coach or assistant, whatever his position. I was I was like, uh oh, Bogle kid. I felt like there's going to be something there. I thought he was going to be out of it, out of L.A. But I guess he's happy in L.A. Maybe I hire guess him in L.A. Yeah. Fire Bogle. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Who knows? But credit the Phoenix. They uh, they play well. They play very well. You know, it's a topic I want to talk about a lot because I think we pretty much covered what we had to say about the NBA. Yeah. Because a lot, a lot still more to come in these these playoff games. Who do we got tonight? Who do we got tonight? We got the Clippers and Jazz tonight. Big game. We'll be watching that. Who else do we got tonight? I'm looking up. Uh, we got the Sixers and Hawks tonight as well. And yeah, those are those are the two games tonight. But I want to talk about baseball. You want to talk about baseball? What is going on with Pine Tar in the MLB right now? What is going on with Pine Tar in the MLB right now? Same as you got a notification talking about it right now. This gets me nervous that the you know people have been doubling down on Garrett Cole, asking him, and they're saying he looked real suspicious when they're asking him questions. A lot because in reality, people are saying a lot of people use Pine Tar in the, in the MLB. Like you're having like people say 70, 80 percent of pitchers are using some form of foreign substance while they pitch. It's I don't know. It's it's I think it's just an issue for the MLB. Once again, the rules aren't clear enough, and they're not enforcing it really what, like what do you do if the MLB you're like okay stop it now we're gonna just start suspending people oh no you, you'll, you'll probably get the people that are going to try to sneak it and people are it gets me to... nervous Garrett Cole because he's been like the biggest face of it one of them because he had his most recent start people are saying oh apparently he didn't use pine tar and his RPM dropped off by like hundreds We'll see if it's a, a trend. I'm saying it could it's be a just trend. a bad game. I'm hoping it's just a bad game. Yeah. But you know who people are saying is the clean is clean and still having a historic season? Jacob DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom. People, I remember. He's were, doing all natural. Yeah. and He's a .62, exactly. something like that. Some some Yankee fan on Twitter tried to expose him. He was like, oh, look at that. And then all, all the team was like Nito and Strowman and everyone was like, nah, he's clean, bro. He's clean. And he's throwing 100 miles an hour, filthiest junk. You you don't find pitchers that throw just fast like that in the command like that. He is having one of the best seasons ever. Well, at the pace right now, the best season. If he finishes at a point six, what's the lowest ERA ever? Give me give me the fact check on that. Uh, we have to look uh, lowest ERA because I know some there's some. Uh, um, okay, so the lowest one is okay in. <laughs> Uh, Tim Keith in 1880. What was it? Uh, 0.86. Like so, that guy pitching now would have like a 17. Yes, that is very true. Tim Keith, everyone. How, how about a Tim modern Keefe. era guy? Uh, let's go modern era. Do, 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 do. Uh, we got uh, got to be some decimals here. Uh, any sub ones? Sub nah, uh, nah. We got a bunch of. Uh, like, what are the odds the ground finish is sub one? I wouldn't be shocked. He's having a incredible season. He's only given what four runs. How many games are we in? Like four fifty ish, something like that. Right? Yeah, 
Something like that. So we're not even the halfway mark for the season. Not even close. Not even close. Not no, not yet. Not yet. He's having. I say if by the halfway mark he's under a point eight, he could do it. Yeah, he could do it. He has to be under. I think that point eight. If he's around like a point nine something at the halfway mark, he'll finish at like a one two one one. Still insane. But yeah, I, this is not like you can't maintain this. No, you can't. You can't. But one of the best stretches ever, like, no doubt. Yeah, absolute dominance. Absolute I dominance. I really hope we get to see him. We see Cole and Jacob the Grandma cry. That'll, that'll be exciting. That'll be insane. Hopefully the Yankees figure it together. I think they got to fire Aaron Boone. Can't win games. So you're on that same boat where we lose a couple of games and now we're gonna fire the coach. You make fun of me when I do. I it. do make fun of, it, but it's been it's not a couple of games. Well, when the Mets were struggling, when they were like 500 below 500. How often do you get me saying that? You rarely ever get me saying fire the coach. Oh, no. no. Well, like the talent like was Shermer. Shermer got fired. He should have been fired. All right, great. Good for you. Are, are you. Are you running the team now? I didn't say fire Joe Judge. Joe Judge is a G. I'm not, I'm not saying fire. Steve Nash. I'm not saying fire. I'm, 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 I'm not saying fire. I think fire I can coach the Nets and need to win a chip. Joe Schmo can run the Nets. Be like, okay, do whatever. Well, I said fire Adam Gase at the end of it. He got fired. Sure, I defended him early in his first season because he made the playoffs. But then at the end, I'm like, yeah, this guy sucks. Well, it's easy to say that. Well, it's, it's easy to flip flop. You said it. You said it. Probably, you said it early on, early in the year with Boone. You're like, yeah, it's not working out. And then they turn it around, and now they're losing again. So. It's easy to say that. It's it's very easy. This even with Mickey Cal with Mickey Callaway, I was like, he's got to go. We were we were we were we won eighty six games his last year. I was like, he still got to go. But I think that's all I had to say for baseball. I just wanted. I was just curious about that Pines heart, bro. That's I don't know. It's, it's no it, good for the sport. Well, who knows what they're gonna do? I don't trust the commissioner. I don't trust. Anyone he'll make one a- guy an absolute mockery and then leave everybody else alone. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, probably. He'll take he'll it's like, gonna be like like it- let's say, God forbid, they catch Garrett Cole and confirm it with evidence, they'll like lifetime ban him and don't do anything. To I him. bet you it's gonna be like some guy from in triple A because they're not gonna be like, Yeah, let's get rid of the one of the Our best pitch, or the one of the best pitchers in the game. It'd be like, oh triple A journeyman reliever. See ya. Maybe that's how Matt Harvey made a comeback. God bless that guy. Honestly, if I was Matt Harvey, I'd use Pine Tar. What? I said if I was Matt Harvey, I'd use Pine Tar. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Like, you can't get any worse. Exactly. But that's about that. But NFL-wise, this is some of the biggest things we've had in a while. Julio yeah. Jones to Tennessee. Who's stopping? What do you do? Uh, People are making great. You know what's my favorite thing? This is why I love AJ. Brown. I know, I know. I was just calling him AJ. I was trying to think of the after statement. Not only did I say, I've said this once again, I think he's be a top five receiver next year. He's phenomenal. One of the best vertical guys can run, run a little bit, can do it all. But he's a team player. You saw him. Not only he went and recruited Julio, they were making graphics with, you know, Julio, Derek Henry, and AJ Brown, right? The big three. And he was telling a guy, said, I'm going to use your graphic, but you have to put Ryan Tannehill in. I want Tannehill in this focus. He's part of this offense. And you can't forget – people don't forget he's a big-arm guy, athletic guy, 
can make some throws. I think Tannehill is top 10 quarterback in the NFL. This offense is going to be stifling. What do you do? Give it to Derrick Henry so he can run amok on you or what? Air raid to Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. Well, I think you got to protect the quarterback. Once again, I, I completely agree with that. But you know what also helps stifle, though, that pass around, the passing guys? Not the pass rush, my apologies. If you can hurl the ball and run the ball, kind of the, gets those guys in those in-between places. Because a lot of times if you can't throw the ball, you'll get guys come off the edge absolutely attacking and blitzing the hell out of you. But it'll make coaches think twice again about blitzing. It'll make it a lot easier on the offensive line if you have multiple options like that. Well, hopefully the new offensive coordinator is drawing up some nice plays and is not, once again, just relying on Derrick Henry doing a bill. You don't have to. Like, forget John. Like, everyone's like, oh, John Smith has gone out of Tennessee. You don't need John no more. Did they draft any offense this draft? Uh, Let's see here. Tennessee. I would be surprised if they got, like, a late-round receiver possibly, but I don't think so because they they lost Corey Coleman. That hole was immediately filled. Corey, Corey Coleman. No, Corey Davis. Corey Davis. I was like, my bad. Like, wait a minute. Uh, they picked Des Fitzpatrick and Racy McMath. What are, what are the what are they? Fourth round, sixth round. What receivers? Receivers. Okay, I don't I haven't heard much buzz about them. And they picked uh, Dylan Radunes from a North Dakota State offensive lineman. I did see that. I've heard good things about him. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to see like who's our who's our line. Obviously, you have Taylor Lewan. Uh, I don't know a whole lot with their O line, but I know it's kind of like hit or miss sometimes. Uh, yeah, they have the new offensive coordinator. Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, I feel like I need to give more credit to Arthur Smith and what he did with the offense, really balancing out. For fantasy, though, I can't wait when we get back into our fantasy talk. Yeah, that was some of my favorite stuff. But Tannehill is going to be a nice late round pickup. Yeah, I think nice, it's like fifth, sixth round. He'll late pickup probably this year too. Oh yeah, but I'm saw. saying no, especially with the offense he has. I'm taking him like that could be your QB one easily. It's my favorite thing to do is fantasy. I never pick a quarterback in the first like six rounds. I think I got Aaron Rodgers in like the sixth, the seventh round last. Well, season. I think that's everyone. Who, this is some video. Well, well, People well, well, will take Patrick like as good as Patrick Mahomes is. You lose a lot of depth if you pick a quarterback. Round two. Well, yeah. Round uh, well, three. People who kn- know how to operate fantasy football, obviously. You're picking a running back your first two to three rounds. Running back, wide receiver. The only time you pick a receiver in those first three rounds is if one of those top five guys. If yeah. one of those top five guys is not on the board, just don't. You can get value at the receiver position later, too. Running backs is by far the most important, but the quarterbacks is the best to pick out those, you know. Guys that have the most points in fantasy, seventh round. Like I got once again MVP Aaron Rodgers. People sleep on him. He dropped. He went after Lamar, Patrick Mahomes, a bunch of guys. Can't sleep on the man. What? But yeah, talking so about him though, there was talks that there's people are saying there's no way he goes back to Green Bay. I don't think. I, I don't think he's playing. I don't think if he plays this year, it's not in the. Nine Green Bay? Nine Green Bay. What wow. if you – this is a solid – I think there's more of a chance he retires than plays in Green Bay. There's a solid chance, like, either – yeah, he does that or like even just, like, takes the year off. Imagine he wins the MVP. He won the MVP and just retires. That would be crazy. It looks like he's doing just fine. He's not going to go OTAs. He's 
hanging out with models and yeah. hosting Jeopardy. Exactly. He he doesn't need Green Bay. Doesn't need him. And that's the thing, though. He's not. A, it's why it's such a shame is he loves his teammates, loves Green Bay, but just that management is treating yeah. him so horrific, horrendously. Yep. Like, uh, but things are. What are you going to trade for him, though? Like, you, you don't win. But I'm saying, you don't though, win. Also, what are you going to get? What picks do you like? What? Where do you even start? Uh, well, the, I don't know. How many ones like, do you have to give up? Because he's going to start with one. I would say, like, give me, like, you got to give me, like, at least three. But the thing is, then it right? starts, it's one year left on his deal. You can give up all those picks and he just leaves. Well, that, well, that's the thing. Do you trade for him knowing that, what, is he going to resign with you? That that's that's the concern. The, that's the concern. That's the concern with Green Bay being like, okay, we might have to get this done, and not because he's not going to resign there. Obvi- yeah, yeah, definitely. So you got to move him, even if you're getting like only a one. Yeah, or I guess someone who is like desperate for something. We, we, we've talked. We've talked about this with Chris a lot too. Like, what if the Giants were to make a move for him? First of all, I think the team that should definitely make a move for him is like Denver. I think that's like the big one that people were saying. But if the Giants were to give up, the only things I'd be able to give, willing to give up is like max two ones, and take an Evan, take Evan Ingram, take him. And I would think Daniel Jones is in that package too, right? Probably. Yeah, but the thing is, though, I don't know if I want that as a Giants fan. Do I give up? Not only like Daniel Jones. Still has this year, right? He could still be something. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Evan Ingram has his drop issue still. Top 10 tight end. Top five. Top five tight end. What do you mean? I'm going to put him in the six to seven range. He is like top 15. He's nowhere near. Give me for right now. Give me first. Give me five guys better than him. There's a staple three. Staple three. I would say Gasicki. Gasicki? You think he's better than Evan Ingram? I can't believe you're actually trying to defend the man. I'm going to defend him. I'm not, I, as much as no, I can Evan Ingram. No, 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 no. Evan Ingram is better than Gusecki. No way. Yes, he no. is. Yes, he is. No, he is not. Yes, no, he is. not. No, How not. is he better? He can't receive better. I mean, like, better than drop rate. I'll give you drop rate. Like, don't give me one. Dropping the ball, Ooh. right? I should have said that. By receiving the ball, I mean, like, okay, look, he can. Oh. Mary has better hands. But everyone can get open, and he's more versatile in how he can run. Okay, cool. Those are cool tools that he has. Yes. But it doesn't matter if he can put it all together. He can't put it all together. He's uh, still – I mean, no, he made a no, no, he no, made no, 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 no. We're really doing this, huh? He's better than Gusecki. Absolutely not. I completely disagree with you. I'm not being biased. I'm like – I have, how, to, I have to make the, a call. No, we're not doing this now. No, we're not later. doing this now. We're doing this later. All right. So I'm putting Gasicki. I don't care. Uh, I put DJ Hawkinson in there from Detroit. I'll give you that one. I'd say Mark Andrews from Baltimore. I'll give you that one. Kyle Pitts already better. I'm not putting I'm not putting rookies up there. Okay. No. Uh, that, that's wait. I'm not doing that. So, so right now um, you have them at six, because I'm assuming you already have Kittle, Kelsey, and Darren Waller. Yes. So that would put Evan Ingram at six. So this Gasecki, I'm putting him after that. And because you're crazy. Uh, 
Uh, I'm missing someone. Apatonian from Green Bay. I did say that, and I agree with that. I agree with that statement. I'm definitely missing. You could put John Smith there. You could. I'd rather have Evan Ingram. That, that one's up to debate. Uh, Hunter I, Henry's another guy debatable. I still put him If, if he's healthy, I, I think he's better. But unfortunately, he just can't stay healthy. Is Gronk currently better? Mm. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Because if you like put him somewhere else, I don't think he has that success. Oh, mm. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Uh, I like Tyler Higby from the Rams. Taking Evan Ingram. Why? You rip on Evan Ingram all the time. I do. And why are you <laughs> defending him to be a top five, top six guy? Top ten, I said. I, I, keep, okay, my, I keep just at a top five at the six to seven range. Okay. Look, what is so special with Evan Ingram? Sure, he's versatile. Great. Taysom Hill is also versatile. He's pretty damn good, too. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He is just fine. He's, he's just he's fine. He's the best utility guy in the league. You know what? Like, what are we doing with sports, You know who's man? number two? Tim Tebow. Oh, my God. That's, a, that's another one, right? That's another one. Hey, uh, is he on that top 10 tight end list? I think he's, like, top 50. Barely. Barely, yeah. Uh, look oh who else are who are we? Anyone else are we missing? Uh, anyone the Jets? No, yeah, of course not. Like Jets, I I put like even like Logan Thomas from Washington. I put him over him. You could debate that. I put like even like Drew Sample from Chicago. Oh, Cincinnati. No, oh, no, no. You keep ripping on the guy. You keep ripping on Evan Ingram. You know who's one of the biggest tight ends that never was? What? Tyler Eifert. If he was healthy, absolutely. We're not going away from this conversation. I know we're trying Evan to Evan Ingram is better than Mike Gusecki. No, he's not. On the Instagram no, poll. he's not. Just no. on the Instagram Fine. Post. Go ahead. Mike Gusecki's a better – I know I'm winning that. Sure. Though. I know we're winning that Because ball. everyone who follows us are Giants fans. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? I didn't say it. Hey, I'm, um, it's facts. Sure, no. I'm not saying I'm not saying Gasicki is a perfect player. Obviously not. We have some Jets but, fan followers. I was thinking about it. I was running. Oh them. yes, the Jet fans. They're in the same division as the Dolphins. <laughs> yes, but who do they hate more? I say the Dolphins or the Giants? Because that was a tough one for them. I would think the team that plays them twice a year. Honestly, some I think some Jets fans would say, say they hit the Giants. More. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I was it's probably the same with like with like the Mets and like the Yankees compared to like teams in their division. I, I, I feel, but I think interdivisional rivalries are a lot stronger in football. Like, I feel uh, a lot of baseball rivalries come more like postseason or history based. Okay. Whereas football, like those the other three teams, you don't like. Okay. I, I don't know. I guess in, in the Mets case, it's just pretty much. And then everyone has a rivalry with the Cowboys. I don't think it was a rivalry. It's just pure hatred. Cowboys <laughs> fans are the worst. Them and Eagles. It's crazy, though, because don't get me wrong. It's just because I hate them because they're in our division. But everybody in the NFL just doesn't like Philly fans and the Cowboys. Philly fans and the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, that's true. And then it's like uh, football uh, team. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, so, what do you think? Did you ever see some of the logos they put up? I actually, no, we'll get to the football team in a second. But 
Hmm? Say what you were saying first. I lost track. My apologies, but I was gonna say, did you see some of the logos? They had an open contest for the uh, the Washington football team. I saw the I saw well, I saw the names that they threw out. They had like a short list of names. I did not see the logo. One cool name, one cool submission I saw was like the Washington Heritage. But I'm saying, though, but the graphics the person submitted oh, was very cool. Okay, like uh, on their website, they Washington. have people are submitting designs, and people are voting on it. I'm looking this up. I want, I want to see this. There's some very Washington cool. football photos. A fan submits designs. Okay, cool. Like uh, the person who did the team name for the Heritage was a very good artwork. Okay, so this. A really nice one. Why can't I not see the names? There's the red tails. There's what? Where's the, where are the names here? Where are the, names? the Washington Wolves. That's not see the name. I'm not really messing with, but the logo there was dope. The, the DC Seals. No, not no. Um, I think I would like them to stick to the native uh, theme. Is it this one? The one? I'm not sure. No, I don't think so. Um, but you know what I'm saying? I yeah. I think they should stick to a native thing. So basically taking the term that was canceled, right? Yeah. Kind of just, just kind of flipping it so you still keep a native connotation to the team. Yeah. You just got to stay respectful. You know? Exactly. 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 You're sick he's better than no, he's not. Yes, he is. Yes, he I bet you'll get obliterated in the polls. I think it's okay. just a straight sweep. Okay. I want to put a bet on it. What's the over under on 60%? I'm going at minimum 60% in Evan Ingram. Are you saying I'm well, I'm guess I'm going the under. Yes, you would be taking the under. Yes. Mike Sick is gonna have more receiving yards than Evan Ingram this year. You're stupid. I absolutely will. The only do that. way that could happen is if once again, you, it, Daniel Jones targets t- uh, receivers more. But I think Evan Ingram has at least 900 receiving yards next season. How many did he have this year? I'm looking Eight up something. Right now. I think. Or did he break a thousand? There's no way he broke a thousand. Uh, six fifty four. See, I thought I at least had 864. Let's look up Mike Gesicki. Uh, I thought he had at least eight. 703, Mike Gesicki. 703. But Evan Ingram, you know, once again, he'll he'll come through. But, you know, who made a Pro Bowl? <laughs> right, right, right. My bad. Evan Ingram is more of a – actually, Gesicki's more of a red zone threat. I will give you that. He's a bigger body guy. can get up. Very athletic. Yes. But, 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 but Evan Ingram's better. I, I completely disagree. I don't. I don't know why you're defending him all of a sudden. Because Gasecki's a bozo. That's why. I know where you. I know why you don't want him above Evan Ingram because you want me to get riled up. I riled, you're, you riled up is good time, content, but no, he's just not good. I completely disagree. Mm-hmm. Complete disagree. The fans will decide. <laughs> TikTok will also decide. Oh, yes, the people on TikTok. The people of TikTok will come through. It's gonna be a hundred thousand views. No, I'm kidding. Like I think we need. I, I, think, I think we need those views from a Dylan to come through. Cause Cuber, <laughs> Cuber. but but Kasiki is better. Yes, that's right. Kasiki is better. Is not better. He's greater. We'll get into this argument for about six hours with Tev. We'll have him back on. We'll have the we'll have the boys. See, so we got the couch for the guests right here. You see? Yeah. This is right over here. This. 
is where it's at. The studio is together. We're here. The stewed. The stewed. This is the stewed. Shut up. <laughs> the stewed. What idiot came up with that name? <laughs> I mean, not right next to me. I hope you guys enjoy our nice, lovely studio. Uh, you'll see us a lot more frequently now. I've said that a lot, but hear me out. Hold on. We're going. We're going places. We're going places. Thank you for tuning in. I love to always close it out like this. We appreciate everybody who listens, every single last one of you. Let us know what you think, what your thoughts are, what our decor should be in the background. As of right now, we just have lovely Eli Manning right here. But more to come. What do you guys have? Kasiki is better. <laughs>